Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another Minutes with Mew presented by Chestnut Hill Technologies. I'm your host, Mike Galtieri. So happy to be joined by the one and only, you know him from Learfield, Scott Mutrin, former Boston College QB on the sidelines for the BC radio broadcast and online as well. A uh, big one. BC gets on the win 34-33 over Louisville last Saturday. So a very happy podcast today. Uh, BC with the win 2-3 and three and 1-2 and two now in conference play. So really, really exciting game. Before we get to Scott, let me just remind you, if you're a BC football fan, you've got to be a part of the BC Football Gridiron Club. That's bcfootballgridiron.com to sign up. Tailgates, pregame, and on the road. Uh, night before road games, a lot of fun times with BC football fans. So that's bcfootballgridiron.com to sign up and get more details. Okay, with that, we bring in Scott. And Scott, you know, really a fun game. Nice to get a W. Absolutely. Anytime you can get a win in conference at home, um, going through all the extracurriculars that went on during the game, yeah, you're going to take that all day of the all day, any day, really excited for uh, Coach Halfley and the team. And, and it was good to see some progress and growth, which I think everybody uh, has been waiting for and hoping for, frankly, since the year started. Yeah, just big picture-wise, I guess that's my first question. You know, what did you think the growth was between um, Florida State and this game in one week? Where where did the team improve? Because it seemed like almost two different teams. Yeah, I think, you know, it's a work in progress. You've noticed that uh, – the offensive coordinator, John McNulty, has been on the field the last couple games after being up in the box to start the year. The biggest thing I noticed is the difference in personnel groups. Uh, at the beginning of the season, BC was using a lot of three wide receiver looks. Um, this year, uh, these last, we saw some of Florida State, but a lot more versus Louisville. They brought in some extra tight ends, which helped out on pass protection um, and allowed Phil Dracovic to have some time to do what he does and you know deliver the ball downfield to Zay Flowers, who does, who does what he does, and make some good plays, but it also allowed them to run the football. I mean, they ran for 150 yards. It was the first time they you know, had that kind of, those kind of numbers this year, and it's you know, after a disturbing trend, I think BC is trying to find the, uh, the formula of success and what works based on the personnel they have, not necessarily what they – uh, want to do it, but this is what they have to do based on what they have, and I, I think that they've they've done some good things with that, and I think uh, hopefully they can build some momentum. It's not an easy test uh, coming this week against Clemson, but you know it's it, it was good to see it was good to see the staff make those adjustments and uh, and start to see some success for it. And the offensive line did did well. I think they're you know much maligned, and their performance this this weekend deserves uh, equal amount of praise based on all the grief that they've taken. So Phil Jacobic, 18 or 21, 304 yards, three TDs, one pick. As a former QB yourself, how do you kind of evaluate his performance last Saturday? Well, they kept him clean, uh, which is good. I, I still think you have some disturbing trends. He had three turnovers. Um, you know, the first one was a uh, was an interception that hit off a wide receiver's pad, Jaden Williams' pad in the red zone. Um, 
which is disappointing considering it was right after Louisville had gone down the field and scored on their opening drive. You're hoping BC could answer, and then you get that turnover um, basically inside the tent. So a lot of the feeling was like, oh, boy, here we go again. Then they tie it up, and then you get a, a strip sack fumble, which not necessarily his fault. That was just kind of uh, a clean beat by the defensive end over Jack Conley. And, and then the last one was the most baffling one when he was going down and tried to throw it backwards to Patrick Garwo that just did not work out well. Um, as we kind of said on Saturday, that's a doy-doy play. But, uh, <laughs> when you know, if you could eliminate, you know, two of those, then I would say you would have played the perfect game. Uh, other than that, but you look at the passing numbers, completing 85% of his passes, big plays down the field, a big third down conversion, stood in there, used his legs on the game-winning drive on a 34-yard run, which is nice to see to show that versatility. So I was really encouraged with his performance. I mean, he's getting closer. I think a lot of it for him is confidence, too, knowing that he's going to drop back and not get hit in the head um, and knocked down every time is, is something that allows him to stand back there, look over the field, and deliver the ball downfield to his playmakers and you saw that with with Zay Flowers twice and even a couple big plays to Jaden Gill. Jalen Gill. Yeah, how about those catch by Zay Flowers? Overall he had five receptions, 151 yards, two TDs. I mean just what makes him so successful? Is it his speed is how do you evaluate his game overall now? Really coming into into bloom. <laughs> well, I'd say there's really three things. Like Zay, you know, you know fact, Zay's not the biggest guy in the world, right? <laughs> He's not a not a very tall guy, but he's, he's fast, one. So that's the easy one to see. But he's also, um, he's quick. And when I say quick, that means his ability to get in and out of cuts is very, very, uh, without losing speed, is very, very impressive. His ability, to, that creates a ton of separation. As a quarterback, the thing you love most is guys that can create separation. And, and he can do that. And then third, he's competitive. He goes up for and competes for the football. That touchdown was in double coverage and he just kind of outwilled the Louisville defensive back there. And I was, that was a great catch. I was literally right there when it happened. And when the ball went up, I thought it was intercepted. And to see him come up there and just make that play and credit to Phil to give Zay a chance to go get it. But even more credit to Zay to actually finish the play and come down with that and, and finish, you know, getting those last couple of yards into the end zone. That's a big difference. Because anything can happen on the one or two yard line. <laughs> So you just got to be able to finish those off, and for him to do that is just outstanding, very impressive. Um, and he just keeps getting better and moving, moving moving higher and higher up the record charts at BC. Yeah, I remember you listening to the game on Saturday, listening to you say how it, like the video almost didn't do it justice because you did have such no, a great view of it. It, it really didn't. I, I think in just seeing that there, like, the video doesn't even give like half the indication of like the, the battle that he had to win to get through it, how difficult the catch was on the angle, and then his ability to, to go up and make a play with up to, within two guys in such a tight area to catch it and then still finish and get into the end zone is just, it's, you know, it's like car racing. You don't realize how fast they're going until you're actually at a car race, and I think that that was kind of a perfect example of something like that. Okay, now switching sides, ball, defense aside, you know, allowed 33 points. How do you evaluate the BC defensive unit? Well, I mean, again, you go the opening drive, Louisville goes right down the field, moving the football, which is not was not a good sign. But and you turn the ball over three times, you know, both times, two times inside your uh, in your own territory, which is which is you know 
significantly in your own territory. So that that's not a good position for the defense to be in, right? So you look at that, and, and even the other turnover, I think they have led. They they got at least nine points off of turnovers. So that's a big difference. And um, played well. They did a good job containing Malik Cunningham um, early. It's, it's everyone's gonna be like, well, he had three touchdowns, but you know he really only had one to two kind of runs that really changed, um, you know, changed drives. One was a third down run where he got about 23 yards where he looked really good. Uh, but they did a good job containing him in the pocket and uh, making him throw the football to win. Um, he did make a couple really nice throws when he was able to throw to his first receivers, but I thought um, Tad Lukabu and the, the defensive staff did a good job of creating some confusion and getting him off his first read. Uh, and then that allowed coverage and uh, pass rush to get there to make it tough on him. So I, I thought that they did a you know a pretty decent job. And you know, obviously he gets hurt in the game that he's not able to finish. That definitely gave you a little more of a sigh of relief when, when you were lining up for the kickoff after BC took the one-point lead. Okay, Scott, so nice win at home. Uh, just for the fans who weren't there, uh, what was the atmosphere like at Alumni Stadium? Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. Uh, it was a pretty good environment. It was a little bit slow at the beginning. Uh, I think parents weekend and the rain scared some people off, but they started to eventually fill in. And then once the game got really exciting, it did uh, it did turn up. Uh, <laughs> it did turn it up a little bit. So I think that was pretty good to see. Uh, to, to get the crowd back involved. I think they were just dying for something positive to happen. And, you know, as that, as the game went on, it was, <clears throat> it was very exciting. Not necessarily all should have been. There was some um, spotty officiating, to say the least, uh, that caused that game to, to be kind of <laughs> in doubt, even when, up until the last second of the game, literally. So um, I, I just think that uh, it's, it was it was a good environment. It could be better, and hopefully it will be better this weekend for the uh, Red Bandana game versus Clemson. Yes, before we get to that, I just want to get your thoughts. Coach Halfley, you talked to him, I know, at halftime in post-game. What was – just in, take us to the post-game interview. Was must have been kind of – did you sense some relief from him almost uh, in his spirits? Uh, yeah, I think he was just emotional. He was just excited that the kids got to win. Like, I mean, we we got to remember that the – one thing I said in the, in the broadcast is that there's a lot of work that goes into these games that I don't think a lot of the general public appreciates. Um, I think they see the Saturday product and they don't understand what happens the other six days. Um, not that you're expected to, but it's just it's a fact. And then, too, it's like you're invested. You're, they, these kids, it's their 18 to 22 years old, and they see and they hear everything. Right? It's a different era. Your, your access to people's opinions is, is way more prevalent now than it ever was. And, and they were feeling the heat. And I'm sure they were feeling it around campus, on social media, and everywhere. And I think, you know, Coach Halfley empathizes with that. And he just really wanted a win for those guys because he felt that they had an opportunity to, to get one. And he was glad they were able to pull it off. And he's just excited about that and happy for them. 
Okay, Scott, you referenced it earlier. Clemson, 730 ABC. Nice uh, home atmosphere, good exposure. Five, uh, They're undefeated, fifth in the nation. Just talk about the Clemson Tigers. Always a fun game. And, man, it, it we, we are due, BC, to beat Clemson. It's been way, way too long. <laughs> yeah, I think I just saw something. It's 2010 was the last time since BC has beaten Clemson. That sounds right, um, yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's going to be a tall, a tall daunting task. Um, Clemson's defense is one of the better defenses in the country. They haven't lost a step, losing Brent Venables to Oklahoma. Um, there's a lot of NFL talent there, especially on the defensive line. Brzee is the guy that's going to play a long time on Sunday, barring injury. Um, they may be a little suspect in the back end, but uh, their front front seven is going to be a formidable task for, for BC's newly found confident offense, and hopefully they can find some ways to, to be successful against that. And then on the other side of the football, uh, DJ and uh, Longalele and uh, Shipley have done a good job of kind of getting that Clemson offense back on track, which has been, you know, struggled a lot last year. I believe they were 100th in the nation in yards per play last year. I can't take credit for that. Someone gave me that on another podcast. But <laughs> the fact of the matter is that they did uh, struggle last year, but it looks like DJ has found his stride. He played really well against Wake Forest. Um, that was an exciting game. Uh, I don't. I, I don't know if, uh, you know, how Wake Forest defense is, but they also played well against NC State. Uh, not a top 10 matchup, and NC State's got a, a really, really good defense, a lot of returning starters, a very, you know, a seasoned quarterback. So um, it's going to be a tough matchup. Uh, anytime you have the top five teams coming to town, it's, <laughs> it's not going to be a cakewalk. So BC's going to need to play a perfect game. Uh, I mean, no mistakes. Void penalties, maybe catch a couple breaks, but it's going to be it's going to be a tough tough hill to climb. Uh, but it's it's good that they're coming from a position of confidence uh, after beating Louisville. And okay, last question, Scott. Before we let you go, what's the tailgate scene going to be like for you all day now? You got a nice night game at home. What's it going to be like uh, your food situation before the game? That's a good question. We'll have some, you know, early activities during the game. We usually probably watch the noon games, then just you know head over. Uh, maybe a family event because everyone's activities seem to be in the early part of the day. There you go. So uh, the, uh, the family will come out, spread a little cheer, see some old friends. A lot of people are coming to town from the game for the game. So uh, you know, probably hang out at some of the tailgates and say hi to some long lost friends they haven't seen over in a while and uh, just get caught up and uh, they head over to the uh, the Learfield pregame spot which uh, always a good take uh, Mike Wynn does a great job of uh, getting that uh, catered with delicious diddles and but ever changing there's no static menu and obviously the the chowder at halftime is an absolute necessity but uh, you know did get to see Mike Mamula last week which was nice former BC legend first round draft pick Got to catch up with him. I haven't seen Mike in a long time, but great to see him. Very a successful post-career uh, living in the Philly area. Uh, so it was good to see Mike. Always good to catch up with old teammates. There's a bond and a brotherhood that you never really look at how big a time gap it is between seeing each other. Well, Scott, always appreciate your time coming on here and uh, 
always nice to talk to you after a W and now a big game. Clemson coming up. This is a big the home. This is the heart of the schedule now. Here we are. Mid-October, top five team coming in, Chestnut Hill. These are always the fun weeks. Absolutely. These are the best. Uh, enjoyed it. Hopefully the Eagles can, uh, you know, pull off would be a monumental upset. But, you know, hope is a good thing, as they say, right? Maybe the best of things. And no good thing ever dies. There you go. All right. That's a good way to close it off, Scott. Thank you so much for coming on. You bet, Mike. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com.